Test, 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 one, two, three. 12 Years a Slave is a movie about abortion. (laughs) 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 I'd like to welcome... I would like you to welcome my friend and your friend, Steve Harvey. (laughs) Oh, can we please talk about that? Yes, yes. Can we please talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. Brendan, when we talk about Steve Harvey and Ben Carson, you have to edit it. Test, 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 one, two, three. Yeah. When you think you've done too much, do some more. Yeah. Do some more. Do some more. Yeah. We should do. Family family Feud is so funny now. It's so good. It's just like every answer is just like doo doo ass. Yeah. 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 Okay, we got the questions already coming, and I haven't looked at them yet. Okay, that's great. Uh, but as we long should, as we have some questions, yeah. As long as there's, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm so sure many. by the time we get to, we're them, gonna get so many. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, this is now a free, all right. free fire oh, idea so. zone. We're, we're it's a free fire free, idea zone. Yeah, we're just yeah. It's a think okay. tank. It's a think tank. Uh, a think tank. Okay. Um, hello, friends. It's Chapo. It's your Chapo for this week. After some minor technical difficulties uh, prevented us getting you a show yesterday, a um, little bit of backstory there. Uh, we did do an interview with Peter Fraze yesterday about his book and article for Futures uh, that was incredibly uh, entertaining, informative, and, and serious and covered a lot of good topics that I think you would have really enjoyed. Uh, but because of that, um, Brendan deleted the file <laughs> and uh, requested that we just do a show <laughs> where we uh, scream like children at animal defecation and just bay like donkeys at uh, media figures that we dislike. So, Lord forgive me, I'm back on to that old shit. <laughs> I'm back to the old yeah. me. Uh, going back to our typical bullshit, let's get it rolling. Uh, last episode, you guys talked about you know the visions of the future. Who cares? This episode... What you gonna do if a man coming coming to Russia and pee pee on your bed? What are you gonna do? I specifically said at the beginning of the Peter Fraze episode, which, like I said, which we like sort of imagined a post-capitalist future and like the possibilities based on technology, egalitarianism versus hierarchy, scarcity versus plenty, and talked about science fiction and socialism and work and the economy. It was a heady brew. I mm. immediately said at the mm. beginning of the show. This is. I know what you're all thinking. This is a serious show. We're not going to be talking about PP or piss mate. So, but now uh, we're just going to be talking. Now about PP. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, we've, no. we've been left with nothing else. After now. Brendan spilled the paella all over the recording equipment, <laughs> oh, oh no! no. <laughs> all that's left is yeah to get rowdy. This is like this is gonna be this is like a Chapo party record. Yeah, put well, this one yeah. on late at night. <laughs> yeah, this is um. All right, so pretend we're on Family Feud right now. I'm Steve Harvey. Uh. When you go, when people go to Russia, they experience prostitutes doing this to a bed <laughs> that Barack Obama slept in. Uh, caca. What is ca- caca? Dude. Uh, sur- that- mm, we says? got 17 points for that. That's. I don't we still got do the this first show no more. Yeah, all right, Sanchez family. Pee pee? <laughs> it's pee pee! We are going to. I do want to talk about Steve Harvey we in are a gonna, moment. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, we're back on our bullshit. Let's just. Talk about piss because everyone else is urine. <laughs> oh, and then and then uh, in the latter half of the episode, uh, we should oh, say we have a special treat. Oh, by the yeah, way, we yes, yeah, we have think. a special treat. In the in the latter half of the episode, uh, you know, I've been planning this for a while, and is you know by no means just a you know craven attempt to just ring uh, twenty or thirty minutes of content because we have nothing else to do. We're going to be doing a semi live call in show where we answer your curious cat questions. A pre taped call in show, if you will. Call in show, yeah. We're <laughs> We're taping it now, and it airs next week, okay? So, if you're watching me talk about the elderly, don't call to talk about it. It's too late. (laughs) Instead, call about cooking, which is next week's topic, okay? If you wanted to talk about the elderly, you should have called last week when our pet care show was airing, but we were taping the elderly show. So if you're listening to this, don't bother asking us questions. You've already missed the opportunity. We're disappointed uh, in you. Yeah. No, we're going to be doing sort of a call-in in the second half of the show. But uh, to begin with, let's kick things off. I, first of all, I just want to acknowledge that this is the first episode we've done in a long time. That's just the the original three. With yeah. No, with, no, with no Ambers, no Virgils, you know, this in the a, background. The way that God intended it. No women. <laughs> no guests. 
Yeah, no guests. Yeah. Just three cis hats chopping it <laughs> up. Yeah, just cis hat, uh, cis hat privilege on flagrant display for everyone well, to listen to. I do have insomnia, so it's like the quarter of being quarter PSC. I have IBS. Yeah. I'm just fully privileged. <laughs> Some of these questions are good. You are the most privileged. Yeah, we've, yeah. We've done the bar. science. Yeah, on we've the bar. we've we've we did the Charles Murray quiz. Yeah. I'm the most I, in a bubble. I got a very hot soup level of privilege. Yeah. Like I'm You're perfectly in the middle. Of both, I yeah. am the least privileged uh, white male uh, on the show. Yeah. So yeah. You're uh, you're you're differently abled in a number of ways. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all fucked up. Yeah. I have well, I have the condition known as gorilla mind. So <laughs> this is the greatest wait, disability. Felix. I can't use shampoo or jack off. I don't know how to do either of those things. Felix, we, you were, we were talking yesterday, and you said gorilla mindset sounds like what they would call like. Um, oh no, that, this is Bakun's joke. This is Bakun's joke. Uh, I have to properly credit Bakun for this on Twitter. He said gorilla mind sounds like what you would call Down syndrome in the Middle Ages. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid your child has gorilla mind. <laughs> oh no! The cart that will take him off to the asylum is coming around next month. What can we be? The skull. village stoneheaver. <laughs> Not even that, unfortunately. Oh, no. Hold on, let me... Thank God I have nine other children. <laughs> right I'm gonna, yeah, again. if uh, if Cernovich was around in the Middle Ages, he would have been selling like the miracle of his trepanning. One, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I, I jammed holes in my skull last night, and I already feel the evil spirits leaving my brain. I, when I close my eyes, I can tell who's a pretender to the throne, and who's a real, uh, real house of bourbon. <laughs> um, so rain, golden rain, yeah, peepee, segue, pee-pee. get it. Um, so yeah, I guess that was the thing everyone was laughing about this week was the uh. I guess we should begin by just stating that, uh, or at least speaking for myself, I don't believe this dossier. No, nah, it's at probably all. bullshit. It's almost certainly bullshit because it has the, uh, it has like the telltale of any lie is just like the over too many details and like this whole thing about how Trump paid prostitutes to pee in the bed that Michelle Obama and Barack slept in. It's just like. If you would tell me that Trump paid prostitutes so he could pee on them By, in a hotel yeah. room, like that's it's done, simple, easy, like no need for this this elaboration about how it was the same room that Barack and Michelle stayed in. It just yeah, and like and, and just like the whole presentation of it just seems so ham fisted. Like it it just seemed like. Some obviously fake shit put out there by some someone or some parties designed to well, embarrass 4chan, Trump. Well, no, Four Chan is claiming they did it on oh, purpose. Oh yeah, yeah. To make Trump look good by making Rick the allegations Wilson. against him and Rick yeah. Wilson look bad. I mean, yeah, but like anything that but like, happens I don't believe now, anything. Yeah. But that's the thing. <laughs> that is why this is the this is the perfect. This whole story was so perfect because that for anyone who's like wondering what the next four years are going to look like, it's this piss story. It's going to be some crazy thing happening, and then everyone kind of just laughing at it. Nobody having any way of verifying whether it's true or not. Everybody basically making a decision on its validity based on their previous view of Trump, mm-hmm. yeah. and then yelling at each other about it. And it and just meanwhile, you know, the Republican Congress is just you know raping everything. I mean, this is back right. to the Adam Curtis thing. I mean, this is the zone. This is like right. yeah, another no, example exactly. of like what we're living in the zone. But I mean, like, I mean, like this entire the presentation of the document. It's like the episode of The Sopranos where they thought that Adriana blew Tony. <laughs> like the way that it was passed along. Meanwhile, while that happens, like in the first preliminary steps of like agreeing on a repeal Obamacare budget, they they're voting down, you know, letting people stay on their families' insurance, pre-existing conditions, birth control, birth control, birth control. yeah. Yeah, but I mean, but but how much fun did we have though for that like twenty four hours oh, when the press thing came out? And what that's gonna be like um, all right, so this is gonna be the next four years. You're gonna be on your couch. With a nitrous oxide tank strapped to your face, and you're going to be in a semi-conscious state of delirium over just the insane shit happening in, at the level of Trump's theatrics. Meanwhile, you left your door open, and feral dogs are eating your children. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's sort of like this debate of like, okay, BuzzFeed published this, and you know, without any real verification, I'd read that other journalists had seen this story but passed on it because there was literally no way to confirm or verify no. any of the details. David. Corn was like no, wow, and like he can get chucked, <laughs> as we know. But like, okay, here's the question: like, 
are like are there any like I mean we Matt you and I were just talking about this yesterday and it was like are there any rules anymore no. any of this no right no. like and it's like if, okay if there's something out there that can embarrass Trump or get in his head some way why not publish it yeah yeah everything there there are no rules there is no uh, agreed upon framework uh, and and f- frankly there is no real way of telling. How- how if anything has effect anymore like i really don't think that media narratives have an effect anymore because all they do is reach target audiences of people who are already in agreement with the principle of them and then all it is is something for them to share amongst themselves well yeah what's on so, facebook or whatever yeah what's so weird is like uh, the the speed and velocity at which the term fake news came into being uh, reversed and then collapsed into itself amazing into, like, that was, just it, a black it, hole it, and it of was inanity it was Stunning. It was so good, too, the moment that, like, because you knew Trump was going to start using it. I mean, Mark Dice started using it the day it came out. and But the moment that Trump started using it, uh, like, all the liberals and media resistance are like, that's not fair. That's our word. Oh, that was so like, funny. Yeah, that's, yeah, like, yeah. It's like They're their like, N-word. You're not allowed to use that word, sir. <laughs> it's their N-word. Yeah, <laughs> it's no, it dudes. totally is. And yeah. it's like, guess what, motherfuckers? There's all free... It's all fair game now. Yeah. It, there's no... There's no yeah, there's no public. Yeah, and there are there are branded segments of of like sub of substratas who are all pitched to individually and who just talk amongst themselves, not with yeah, it between each other. It's very high school. It's very high school because like we're not really going to be the, sure. because the principal is a piss hog. Yeah, it's a piss hog. <laughs> but uh, because yeah, we're not going to be able to verify the truth of anything. But the level at which something will get to someone. Will be at the le- corresponding to how real it seems. Like, how real does it seem that Trump would probably pay a prostitute to piss somewhere? Like, it 100% makes sense. Real. It makes sense, even if the story itself isn't real. And so that hits it like some core insecurity with Trump, where he's like, "No, I've never done that. Actually, I'm a germaphobe, folks." Oh, I love that. What's his name? Eric Erickson said he's like, "Folks, are we to believe the man who, when I met." was told beforehand not to touch or shake hands with him because of his germophobia. Yeah, that was why, Eric. Yeah. And it was just like... Nobody wants to touch <laughs> your sweaty, pink fucking ham fist. No, but Trump is on that, like, Howie Mandel shit. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. He well, like he got over people. it to a degree because I remember when he was toying with running, I remember thinking, he's not going to be able to run for president. How is he going to glad hand a bunch of hicks with, like, fucking manure on their hands in an Iowa cornfield? But, <laughs> like, there's... Like, he, for the most... He was able to kind of get around it by just doing that campaign thing where he would ha- helicopter and give a speech and leave but he would still like do uh-huh. a rope line so i don't know if he had like a vat of purell on the plane or something yeah, but he probably. got over it enough to like touch the hicks get daddy's prosthetics okay <laughs> he needs it to shake these corn idiots hands <laughs> oh my god what if he's got a fake head for yeah. shaking rubes? Yeah. as soon as he gets on the plane it's like drops it into a bucket burn that right now sergeant williams thank you for letting us use your hand we're gonna get you a better one i swear on the word of the observer i a newspaper man's honesty yeah that's gonna be it man it's just like yeah it's gonna things that sound true are gonna just become like folk belief Mm -hmm. but not in any way that's gonna change anyone's opinion or anyone's actions because that that public square doesn't exist. Those mechanisms for like pressuring don't exist anymore. So it's going to be just this fascinating thing to watch as like the, the press conference where he basically said, yeah, uh, I, one, I didn't piss. Two, I'm going to give up my businesses, only not really. Yeah, to my, to be, my two sons. Yeah. Who I said I would be able to fire if they didn't do a good job, which means by definition you're still in charge. And then uh, I don't have to do my tax returns because I won. Yeah. And but that's like correct. No, like, well, no, it is correct. Yeah. But that is what caused like everyone to hyperventilate was watching that press conference and be like, what is happening? Oh, my God. We're in the new realm of horror here. And to a degree that and I felt that a little bit just thinking about how how drastically different this is than anything that I've understood to be politics before now. But thinking about it more, I realized, you know, it, it really is just all that we're seeing is is that the legitimacy of democratic institutions that have been used to justify 30 years of relentless upward redistribution of wealth and a police state uh, correspondingly 
expanding to deal with an underclass the immiseration the immiseration of the underclass exactly concurrently with a never-ending war right yes and and an imperial war abroad uh is is that the legitimacy of those institutions is what's being eroded when if this administration is going to make people regular people's lives terrible but it's just going to be an acceleration of a process that's been ongoing for decades. It's th- their lives are going to be shitty. Our lives are going to be shittier for the same reason they've been shittier under Obama and Clinton, uh, and before that. You know, less money, uh, more bombs, more fucking cops, and all that we're seeing though. And this might be a glimpse of like maybe liberation, or or for me anyway, like a lightening of the load, and maybe a clarity in the in the accompanying. Uh, discussions to come is that all of that stuff was justified by the idea that it was the product of these deliterative processes and these offices that had legitimacy to them the presidency and congress and stuff like that the press and like yeah this shit has made your life worse pretty much nonstop as a ratchet effect with no up no letting up but Look at why. It happened because of these reasons. And these reasons are all legitimate because they're operating through right. processes that are legitimate. And now all of the legitimacy is what's falling apart. And that is causing this like elite class nervous breakdown. But all that's really happening is that the flesh, the democratic flesh on the face, basically, of America is it's like now it's just rotting the, and decaying. It's just the Terminator. Right. Yeah, just, like, yeah, just the E-1000. The metal skull of capital. <laughs> yeah. That's what's happening. I, I mean, I mean the end of the first Terminator when it's like stalking through the factory. I, I exactly. Mean, I mean, you know, at the end of four or eight years, we're going to compare the amount of whistleblowers that the Trump DOJ prosecuted compared to Obama. The amount of people that he deported. The amount of people killed by foreign airstrikes that we committed, the kinds of weapons that we gave to the Saudis continually turn fucking Yemen into the surface of the moon. The numbers may be slightly higher. They may be the same. But there's no longer going to be a guy who's happily bullshitting with the press or like making a charming video where he's fist bumping somebody. It's just going to be well, the pure insanity that it represents. Instead of that guy going out there and being like, I, uh, uh, I enjoy Jay-Z, it's going to be <laughs> a guy going out there and just fucking screaming about TV ratings and piss. Well, I was thinking about this the other day. I mean, I didn't watch Obama's farewell speech. It and I mean, like, I can't believe anyone would want to. But, you know, just reading about it, I just like, I had the thought that like, I know it's just like, you know, the, the the conventional wisdom is like, oh, this is must be terrible that he's like, you know, his legacy is Donald Trump. But like, man, he's lucky. It really lets him off the hook because for the rest of he's a young guy. And for the rest of his life, like people will look back on it. And oh, absolutely. Like, just be like, you know, uh, things were getting better. And then, you know, uh, Trump came along or just like, you know. Remember when the police uh, didn't just kill uh, young black people for no reason? Yeah, remember uh, when they at least did it? Uh, yeah, at least it, when a cop shot somebody, there was a man behind that trigger and not a giant robot on a fucking tank <laughs> track. Remember, remember when we gave blank checks to armed sociopaths in the Levant and Gulf? And before we would do it, we would say we had serious concerns. <laughs> now we just give them, give them the crates of weapons. I think what you're talking about, Will, is that there's a legacy that will prevail. Uh, As yes. Jonathan oh, Shane said. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, why do girls wear chokers? I've always wondered that. Uh, Epilogue. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, it is why, the, why, it, what why? is it? What, I just wanted to say the John Shay thing. Uh, it is what the second week of January, mm-hmm. and his book is the biggest cell phone of the year. Nothing will top it. <laughs> yep. Nothing yeah. will top the cell phone of him publishing that fucking book. Right yeah, now. we're again. We were it, talking- the only way you could top it is if he wrote a book in like 1998. That's like why I'm gonna keep all my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Or he had a book. Why I will never embarrassingly flirt with women while I'm married. (laughs) I was going to say, or or he had a book of uh, uh, released in August 2001 called "Why Buying Property in the World Trade Center." (laughs) Sure bet. (laughs) Move your family in now. It's the top of the world, baby. Uh, No, I did happen to notice this week a little publishing trick. Uh, Jonathan Chait changed the subtitle of his book on the sly but if you look at like if you look at all the pre-pub reviews which is like Publishers Weekly Kirkus Library Journal these are the these are the reviews that are very short it's the, sort of the, for the trade magazines and they come out like usually two to three months in advance of actual reviews of the books being in store um, the original title of the book was Audacity 
how President Barack Obama transformed America. And all of it's still out there. It, the metadata is all fucked up. So, like, it, it's a disaster for the publisher. <laughs> but, like, and over the last weeks, they changed the title of the book to Audacity, How President Barack Obama Created a Legacy That Will Endure, which is, like, saying how created a legacy that will prevail eventually or create a legacy that will prevail or endure. Endure. No, it's endure, yeah. which is perfect because you could, he'll be able to argue that that's absolutely accurate because what were we saying? His legacy will endure and all the people watching in the ruins of, you know, burned drowned cities after Trump going, man, Obama, he was pretty good compared to this. Right. And, 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 and honestly, will it, it will look good by comparison. But that's only the by comparison. Part. Like, um, but yeah, no. Uh, Brendan had the uh, the the brilliant turn of phrase about this, where he was like, "Imagine being Jonathan Shait and releasing your book about the triumph of sort of centrist technocratic liberalism three days before President Wario is inaugurated." Wow! Also, when he comes, it's, it's the sound he he giddily makes when um, prostitutes urinate for him. Wow! That was like, that was like all his. That was his. I'm gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> he was right. Got he was right. He was right. He fired the turtle. It looked like, uh, yeah, like Cruz was getting in front of him. He fired the turtle shell. <laughs> away. He, yeah, he shot uh, epilepsy at Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> it's to me, uh, Hillary. I feel great. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Trump did that thing on the the uh, rainbow highway level where you just drive off the edge and jump to the end of the track at the end. It It totally worked. Waluigi is Jared. That's true. Oh my God, he is. Absolutely. Uh, That that was your... Bowser Bowser is Steve Bannon. (laughs) His hair. Uh, That was this week's quota of Mario Brothers references. (laughs) Actually, there's a uh, relevant question on the Curious Cat that we'll get to. Uh, We'll we'll get to to that. Uh, It's a Mario-related question. Excellent. I, just, uh, I guess like the the other thing about Jonathan Chait is that uh, the New Republic uh, reviewed his book this week. It was actually it was a good review. I mean, it wasn't a good review of the book because the book is an embarrassment, but it was a good, it was a well done piece of criticism. There wasn't like it wasn't scathing about Chait at all. It was like you know pr- pr- pretty mild in its criticism of Chait and his politics. But of course, he had a meltdown about it because he thinks he's he like he's so thin skinned, like he's such a bitch. Like it's just because he thinks like he's an alumni of the New Republic, and he thinks that like they owe him deference because he worked there for so long in the wretched Marty Peretz years, and they were like publishing Charles Murray and like the case for ending welfare and like all that bullshit. I don't know. I mean, like any, anything more to say about Chate? Oh, he also embarrassed himself this week by saying about like the 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 women's march on DC. He was just like. I think a lot of men felt excluded from this. And then he said that, uh, look, I'm fine with it being a smaller protest, like somewhere a little bit further away, but is it really, is, is that, is that going to be our main protest? I guarantee you, Jonathan Chait, uh, when the Million Man March on Washington happened, I guarantee you he probably wrote a New Republic column or some sort of commentary where he was like, um, there wasn't a million people there. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Okay. More like the 700,000 man march. Okay. Nation of Islam. It, Jonathan Chait, like, he actually, when he watches Do the Right Thing, he's like, yeah. Uh, why why should they put black people on the wall of the pizzeria? Italians own it. <laughs> See the point of this movie. Uh, yeah, Jonathan Chait, I, I believe, friend of the show, Alex, who you heard from last week, is going to review Audacity for Current Affairs. And as soon as that comes out, we're going to have him right back on the show. Because that, Jonathan Chait has somehow managed to avoid... We haven't, uh, the, bo- the Chapo we haven't roasted treatment. him for a while. It was like the but ninth episode or something. I think was he, the last time. Yeah, I think he deserves like a Megan McArdle treatment. Well, yeah. he is. He is a full episode. He is a figure who stands in for an entire mindset. Just yeah, a, for sure. A failed, delusional mindset that reassures itself that it's like the only reasonable path, and it's just completely failed. What did he write a year ago? Reminder, liberalism is still working. Yep. You fucking idiot. I also think that he's had kind of an ideological camouflage while Obama's been in office because so many, you know, liberals who are probably a lot more sympathetic to lefty stuff or just even just more sensible and decent uh, politics in general see how much he likes Obama and they're like, oh, well, he's an Obama's, he's on Obama's team. I don't know. I mean, he seems, seems all right. He's a good writer. But he roasts those damn He, he roasts Paul Ryan, you know, scum. the easiest possible, you know, targets possible. But, but now, for example, with this, uh, his, his, 
disapproval of the women's march tweets like a tweet storm about how a women's march is not the best idea i think he's gonna probably fall out of favor with a lot of people who thought he was inoffensive well especially since the other hobby horse he had during the obama years was out of control pc and that's true it's, it's weird that america. didn't totally sink him but i think uh, he'll only be that now yeah. i mean like and like how many people in america do you think have ever earnestly asked for a safe space like what like 30 yeah and it's all he wrote about for about four fucking well, years dude, that's all he's asking for now yeah. he's complaining that yeah. the new republic gave him a mildly critical <laughs> review Man. fucking bitch yeah. yeah uh well hope i mean the thing is like i hope he took he he moves out right because you know the war that's co- coming and is starting here uh, 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 between the liberals and the left, you know, people are going to have to make a choice, as uh, as Catwoman said in The Dark Knight Rises, <laughs> and they're going to have to pick a side. And there's no question where guys like Chait belong. It's just a question of heightening the contradictions and re- and making them leave. You talk about safe spaces. <laughs> you are merely visiting them, Jonathan. I was born, born in, the- in the safe space. Molded by it. The first time I saw trigger warning, I was already a man. Nothing <laughs> to me. Um, uh, enough cheat hate. Uh, moving on to the inauguration, uh, which we are will be attending next week. Uh, we'll be in the, the the guest box of Jared. Yeah, I've got my just, opera glasses. Yeah. I'm very excited about Ooh, it. Felix, you're my least favorite cousin. Do, 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 do the way that you you massacre my voice on the show. I do, do, do not sound like that. <laughs> I, I, I gave you your first writing job at the Absorber, writing about the bastard <laughs> executioner. <laughs> and this is how you repay me by making me sound like an ethnic cartoon <laughs> on this show. But I will let you stay with your horrible podcast friends. In my guest box. Felix, no, no, Felix, no, don't don't do the impression. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're going to be in D.C. next week for Inauguration Week, hanging out, having a good time, going to the Million Women March as men, you know. We're going to show our male allies. If, if like, if any women, if their feet feel tired during the... Yeah, we'll be giving complimentary foot rubs. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, No, yeah, we're going to be there for the inauguration. I guess a few things of note... uh, the, the lineup for the entertainment has just been announced. Yes. Hey, Mr. Monkey, don't be asking why. Don't you know you can't mess with American pride? So <laughs> fucking yeah. good. My favorite uh, hit among them was a Bruce Springsteen cover band. Called the B Street Band. That is so good. Because, like, honestly... The demographic for likes the music of Bruce Springsteen, but not his politics, is fairly large. And and, and if you did a Venn diagram of that and Trump voters, it would be a circle. Chris Christie is the shape of that circle. (laughs) (laughs) He's the leader of that. He's the leader of the B B Street group fan club. Uh, The other, uh, Lee Greenwood, obviously, that's not a surprise to anyone. Toby Keith, duh. Duh. Uh, Three Doors Down, though. Truck Whitley. (laughs) <laughs> Chud Truckley. Chud Truckley. Chud Truckley will be performing uh, his, his country star. Put that Chud Truckley. Um, country, he will be performing I, country dad. I fucked dad. all my daughter's boy. All the boys that my daughter dates have to suck me off. I'm a country dad. Don't break old Let's not forget teen country star 9-11 Sawyer. He'll be there. <laughs> Guess what year he was born. <laughs> what I love about it is that, I mean, this is exactly what everyone knew was going to happen when all of the big stars said no and wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole is that they're going to have to go to the bottom of the barrel, and they really fucking did. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the deplorable is going to have a better lineup than this because like Tequila, Tequila has been relevant in the 21st century, <laughs> which is more than can be said for every one of those bands. Mike, Mike's are Wait, chill, performers. chill. Uh, Three Doors Down had like a... Uh... The Superman became sort of a troops anthem right after 9-11. Yes, If yes. I go crazy, will you still call me Gorilla Man? <laughs> Don't shower or shampoo or jack off, but I'm still your man. <laughs> 
Um, John Podesta eats pizza. I'm going to find out his Chomo plan. <laughs> it's a good song. It, it just slaps. <laughs> it just plain slaps. It's just plain slaps. Well, I mean, like, I am disappointed. I mean, this is a good lineup, but I'm disappointed because I had this fantasy ever since it was like, you know, the, 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 this debate. Oh, is Trump? Who's, all the celebrities are turning down Trump, and he's like, I've asked so many of them. No, they're all coming. They're all performing. Because <laughs> I, I, my, my dream performance for the inauguration would just be like the lights would go down. So it's outside, but somehow the lights go down. And then just like the, the whole mall just filled with all Trump fans. And then just like you just hear in the background, my name is Kid. Fireworks go Dude, off. Dude, that would have fucked Hell yeah. Trump comes out. Get in the pit and try to love someone. It is and baffling. Then he just screaming how, about Alec Baldwin. And then he's how like, did they not he's get like, Kid Rock? Uh, folks, folks, R.I.P. MC Joe, little Joey. <laughs> he's a great he man. Not, how did he not get Kid how Rock? How did Rock he loves Trump? He, he does. A bad decision on him. Maybe it's a surprise. Wouldn't get, oh yeah, dude, that he would be, comes out of the fucking rap. No, dude, Kid Rock does a Halo jump. <laughs> <laughs> With an American flag yeah. parachute, and he, but any land like they take a random prisoner from Gitmo, and Kid Rock lands on him and snaps <laughs> his neck, and then takes a microphone out of its severed spine. I <laughs> <laughs> am American badass. Dun, 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 yep. dun. That's no. Or remember when uh, in the 2008 inauguration, when Barack and Michelle danced to "At Last," at last sung by Beyonce, by Beyonce. Yeah. Uh, Melania and Donald will dance to "A Cowboy" by Kid Rock. <laughs> Perform live. I, I think like, what if you got Chief Keef? Oh my god, it <laughs> would be so fucking cool. Paul I'm still, Anka dropped out. Glow up, glow up. Yeah, glowing bands. No, uh, Chief Keef and Fredo Santana. Oh my god, hell yeah! I personally, I'm holding out that there's going to be a surprise appearance where Screwdriver plays tomorrow belongs to me. <laughs> That might happen. That's do that. This is bang the, bang. What if this is the White Shark reunion? <laughs> great White reunion. Great White reunion. <laughs> this is the second time. I've that's the second time you fucked it up. You've been waiting for months to, to redeploy it. Yeah. Uh, oh, God damn it. You fucked so, up that again. entire. We're thing. already half an hour. That's okay. Yeah. All right. Well, just one one more note before we go into our pre-recorded uh, call-in show. Uh, th- this week there is, of course, the confirmations. Uh, Again, all I gotta say about that is uh, for every Democrat and liberal out there who's part of the hashtag resistance, all I gotta say is take note of how easily Jeff Sessions sailed through confirmation. It's like, you know, if you're not gonna make a scene to stop that fucking ghoul from becoming the top law enforcement person in the country, then yeah, it's like you're not, you know, I mean, not much of a resistance we've put up so far. It's like they they splice the DNA of like Bull Connor. And put it inside a Jim Henson creation. <laughs> and you're going to fucking let him be the attorney general? You you have a guy who paid thousands of dollars for a recut edition of Mississippi Burning that takes out what he calls the sad ending. <laughs> and you, the best weapon you deploy is Cory Booker saying, sir, repeatedly. Fuck you. Uh uh, although the one thing I do, the one the, the, the one that got less uh, coverage than, than Sessions or Tillerson was, of course, my favorite. Ben Carson. Hell yeah. For uh, Hell yes. housing and urban development. My, my favorite thing I'm imagining about uh, Ben Carson is that I want him to be the designated survivor and then some <laughs> sort of like a, a terrible disaster or terrorist attack happens that wipes out most of the government and Ben Carson now becomes president. But then like it just, my, my new character is uh, Ben Carson, but Maoist. <laughs> and he just becomes president and he's like, ladies and gentlemen, you know, it's just it's a tragic time for America, but now I, I am the state, and the state is third world, third way, malice. If you have any metal or scrap iron, m- melt it down. <laughs> it's, it's, now, it's now the state's property. We're, we're going to use it to build the pyramid. If there are any sparrows in your backyard, make sure to shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want everybody to remember something, that... The village is the ocean, and the villagers are the fish, <laughs> and the revolutionary is the fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> that would be sick because then, like, the Lin Bao would be Steve Harvey. <laughs> yes, yes, no, and also announced just today, Steve Harvey is announced that he is going to be part of an initiative with Ben Carson. So, oh, I thought the news was that uh, Asian slur he said. 
Oh, that too. The, but both. Wait yeah, both. that's how he got I in there. Right? I accidentally clicked on the moments button the other day. And of course, it was the first time I'd ever done it. But, you know, there's this big main story and it was Obama's address. And he was looking very sober, and his, uh, President Obama says farewell. And then right underneath that was Steve Harvey uh, in hot water for anti-Asian remarks. Uh, Steve Harvey, how are you going to date somebody that go pee pee in your coke? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you have to do at least one slur in public before you can join the Trump administration. Yeah, that's yeah. true. He was qualified. Yeah. 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 Ben Carson used a loophole and said kraut. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, all right, Ben, that doesn't really offend well, anybody <laughs> except our own voters. But, uh, uh, the, the actual quote, I believe Steve Harvey said that he doesn't understand why Anyone would be attract, sexually attracted to an Asian man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why not say it? Just fucking say it. Like, why, why would not? you say that? I, There's well, no I, I'll reason you why. why you would do that. I'll tell you why. It's because like he's just so used to it now. Because as we were talking about before we started recording, uh, Family Feud had just stopped trying at all. Every clue is just either doo doo, pee pee, or 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 your private part. I love to play with my what, Steve. <laughs> Yeah, say it. Say it. What is ding dong? I love to play with my. Say it. Ball. Balls. Jimmy, name a part of the body that often itches. Say it. What are testicles? <laughs> my father always told me. He said, "Son, when you think you've done all you can do, and you can't do no more." Do Your butt. And every episode is just a race war between a black family and a white that, family. That Vic Burger vine, the woman, fart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fart. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah no. Uh, Steve Harvey came out of a meeting with uh, Ben Carson. He's going he's, to he's going to aid him in inner city housing policy. Just give everyone in the inner city a triple breasted suit <laughs> yeah. with a dozen buttons on the yeah. front. You, could, you know, yeah. Look start, sharp when you go to that job interview. <laughs> well, also, if it starts raining and you don't have a house, you can just like button it up and it's a teepee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to be like a new generation of people who are homeless but have uh, like bowler hats. <laughs> It's gonna, just gonna, it's gonna be like the pillbox uh, sanctuaries in Albania. That, <laughs> our version of that is just homeless people with fucking obnoxious pinstripe suits. <laughs> like, why did they do this? All I gotta say is, uh, just when you think you've done enough, do some more. Do some more. <laughs> do do some more. <laughs> Shall we? Uh... Yeah, let's let's move into our pre-recorded call-in show now. Uh, producer Brendan. Uh, are we getting these these questions coming in on the curious cat? Uh, the ticker is uh, is feeding How us. How many questions have we gotten since started? We've gotten like almost two hundred. Jesus I'm, Christ! I've I've, I've Y'all curated, thirsty. <laughs> I, I've curated uh, a bunch here so that we don't have to wade through the okay, uh, all right. right the dreck. Let's but do, uh, uh, this is Pete from Piscataway. You're on the air. Okay. Um, here's uh, question number one. What if the young Pope was a baby? Ooh. Ooh. Any thoughts? I'll let you guys fill this one. <laughs> I think it might sound something like this. Goo goo gaga, women outside the home. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. So Benedict, essentially. So, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it'd be not, it'd be, the Pope being a baby would be like Benedict because he also pisses and shits himself. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Um, yeah, I think we basically wrapped that up. Um, uh, I've, I've tried to mix a little bit of political weighty ones with mostly fun ones, but uh, here's uh, Anonymous asking, it's 2020, it's Cory Booker versus Trump, who wins? I mean, I, uh, I see no reason not to say Trump. Yeah. I mean, well, who the fuck I mean, knows? Like, I mean, who gonna, the fuck knows? Like, I mean, the boring answer is it's going to depend on the economy. Sure. Yeah. Like, if there's a recession with a year, uh, a year out of the election, then Trump would lose to probably anybody, even if they, like... You know, injected Hillary with enough epinephrine to get her back mobile, she might beat him. I mean, that's just what happens. If you've got a bad economy and yeah. you're the president, you're fucked. I mean, but like, I, I think but the like, point if, is if, like, if, if, if Cory Booker is uniquely, like, if Cory Booker ran, like, we would be wishing that Hillary is back there because he's so uniquely uninspiring. I have a vision. I have a vision of the of the convention. He's the candidate. You're the nominee. And he, he winds it all up after like three hours and he goes, Mr. Trump, you're fired. Ew. <laughs> Ew. And the whole place is going Corey wild. Corey Booker, gonna... by the way, the guy who made headlines this week, 
for joining with uh, I think eleven other snakes to uh, <laughs> twelve, twelve another twelve snakes to uh, help defeat the uh, importation of prescription drugs from Canada bill that was sponsored by Bernie Sanders and I think Amy Klobuchar. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, for the completely spurious reason that he said that he's in favor of importing drugs from Canada and lower prices, but he's just concerned about their safety. Yeah. Yeah. That's why he's so into Theranos. <laughs> and yes, as other people have uh, d- dug up, he uh, old tweets where he's like great article by Theranos founder, Elizabeth Holmes. Americans should be able to get like blood test results at home. Uh, by the way, I did try to buy uh, import prescription drugs from Canada. It was a disaster. I was ripped off by this guy who was drinking a rum and coke the entire time while driving, and then another guy who kept asking me for smokes, even though he clearly had two. Behind his ear. I actually I lost fifty two bricks trying to import them from Canada. Um, here's a here, here's another one coming on uh, through the wire. Who has the smallest dick of the original three? Oh, should we just whip it out right now? Yeah, and, uh, let's let's take a look. Oh, oh my God! Wow, wow! <laughs> uh, that's a tough one. You guys, your dicks are tiny. I feel like yeah, this but is, like I was I circumcised at birth. That's not fair. No, me. we should let this uh, mystery, I think, live on because that is actually a very interesting setup you have there. Well, I mean, the it's the same thing that all birds have. Yeah, okay. I have a cloaca. <laughs> yeah, this is why we can't really answer it because Will has a cloaca. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, earlier in the year. You held that the two-party system was pretty immutable, taking the premise uh, that we're staring in the barrel of decades of endless night before we drown in boiling seas. Do you now see spots of hope on the horizon? In terms of what, like breaking out of the two-party system in America? I, I, I guess they've, they've or I, you can speak to the two-party I mean, part. God, but, again, like, this is a really hard question to answer. I mean, like, yes and no. Like, I mean, I think, like, we have no other choice, basically, at this point. Well, like, well the thing is, though, there will be two parties yeah. unless there's some sort. I mean, there was an interesting Jackman article that talked about, you know, creating like parallel state Set power and, and like doing some sort of people's constitutional uh, convention. And, you know, if you had enough of a dissolution of government functions and some sort of economic collapse, that might be viable. But if institutions maintain their current solvency, there's always going to be two parties just because of the of the structure of the government. The question is what they are. What are the two parties going to mm-hmm. be? You know, and the Democrats, like, they don't have to be uh, one of them. They could, and just like, they could go the way of the Whigs, mm-hmm. and it can happen a lot faster than people think is possible. I mean, how many states are there left where there's a Democratic legislature and a governor? Four. Four. Yes. That's fucking awful. They only need to fuck up bad enough to get slaughtered uh, I just like in two say, years, and it could happen. It uh, could fucking th- those happen. Are, those four are the only four good states, and those four good states would bring jobs and happiness to the rest of the states if only they would just stop being bigoted. Yeah. <laughs> the culture. And if you live in the other shitty states, move to the four good states and start a business. Guys, guys, all you need to do is like look at what happens internationally. What are the countries that get the most foreign investments? The, they're the most progressive ones. Uh, United Arab Emirates, <laughs> Saudi Arabia. Arabia, Qatar, Israel, Israel. Yeah, yeah we're now at a spot where the only answer that either party has for the economic pain of people in large swaths of the country is move either to like Massachusetts for cultural reasons, if you're uh, Brianna Wu or you know a, a Lib, or to a North Dakota oil field. And if actually, you're a conservative. We, were, we were talking about this the other day, and I have to credit uh, listener of the show Benny Vanilla made this made this point. I think he was actually talking to uh, T about this, and this was like uh, the other week when that that awful Melinda, as I was alluding to before, that awful Melinda woman made yeah. that asinine rant about how the middle of the country and you know how we how basically Silicon Valley would bring jobs to America if only they would stop being so bigoted or whatever. I mean. Forget, and get fiber, fiber yeah, cable. and fiber internet. Um, forget, I mean, forget about that. But I think the interesting point about that is we're seeing a lot of this similar type of rhetoric, and he, I think he made the quite uh, accurate point that this is basically just the exact mirror image of the Kevin D. Williamson, Megan McArdle right wing. Yep. Just the the move because of culture is the same argument as move because of jobs. Yeah. Both yeah. of them basically have utter contempt for humanity. Yeah. Well, they both think that uh, that. Like, uh, you know, like Nairobi or Lagos or or Mumbai is a good social model where you have just landless peasantry surrounding a economic hub city and 
people like fighting to survive in giant like, scrap heaps. And, and, and that people don't also don't have a right to live where they want to or like live in a place that is familiar to them or where they have a social network or ties or some kind of connection to. I mean, their ideal system would be that America disintegrates into a series of city-states. We become what Italy was before the 19th century, I think. And, uh, you know, like maybe the, you know, the the kingdom of fucking Silicon Valley can ally with the kingdom of Los Angeles County and they can heat off invaders from Duterte's raiders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There'll be a Marco Polo character who travels from fucking uh, from San Chicago Fr- to San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, like, I saw amazing things. Uh if you go to the far west, if you pour water into a vase, it will tell you that it's water. <laughs> <laughs> Enough of these serious questions. Uh, I want more about uh, our hogs. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. Um, <clears throat> does Mario fuck? Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Excellent question. Hell yeah. Yes. Um, Mario definitely is, fucks. Okay, yeah. I mean, The more badass like a game character looks, like who's the most badass game character? Like, it's like Master Chief, mm-hmm. b- Big Boss, Neither of those men have sex. Definitely not. Big They're boss had, big, boss, big Boss had sex once in his life. And he regretted it. Yeah, ever since. No, you guys uh, are so fucking wrong. Really? What? Mario is the archetypal Volcel hero. That's true. He f- saves the princess, and even though she's really grateful to him... He sees a mushroom and he runs away. He runs away. Yeah. Because no, no, dude, he shit. wouldn't be able to jump on those fucking Koopas if he was draining his essence through intercourse. <laughs> no, nah, dude, you're wrong. You're wrong. And here's why. Okay. A lot of people don't know about the reconstruction of Japan, but one of the <laughs> one of the code one of the codes in reconstruction was that until 2030, they could not even imply that sex was happening. But it's, <laughs> If they really wanted to, it would have to be a guy running towards a mushroom. That's what represents sex in all no. Japanese art. And if, you, if you've if you actually read Mishima, as I have, whenever he's implying that his characters are going to fuck, they both run in opposite directions towards mushrooms. It's like a theme in all Japanese art. Shit. And you know, sometimes I'm sick of being the only cultured member of the show, but mm, yeah. it's fine. Mm. Um, that's what I get for not being otaku. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, Anonymous asks, "How many of y'all like sex?" None. None, None of us. Yeah. That's, that's a silly question. Pass. Awful. Hate it. That's, Pass. that's Next a dumb question. One. Um, uh, are leftists sexier than liberals and right wingers? Does being woke correspond with virility? Uh, no, there's an inverse relationship. Yeah, uh, I think. But no, but the answer, uh, I would say, leftists are. Um, the sexiest of all, contrary Easily. to that Washington Post article. Yeah, are they well, as attractive I mean, or is it sexiness? historically? It's not been the case. Uh, uh, the 19th, 19th, 18th, and 19th century, all of your real uh, left-wing heroes were united by crippling skin conditions. John Paul <laughs> Marat, true, true. Uh, Robespierre, my boy <laughs> Marx had carbuncles all over his entire body. Uh, it, they didn't. They weren't good looking. The answer, to this, the, the answer to this question is yes, leftists are the sexiest because the brain is the biggest erogenous, erogenous zone of all. We're sapiosexuals, and well, even if you, even if like you know, uh, the tankies, they have to answer for the fact that Joseph Stalin had some righteously terrible pineapple face. Yeah, yeah he looked terrible. And uh, and Mao never bathed. That's also true. No, he had but fucking like, green teeth. Mao's teeth were brown yeah. and green. Yeah. That's why the Little Red Book was the gorilla mindset of its day. He's <laughs> like, if the revolutionary has essential oils, it means he never has to brush his teeth. Well, we were talking about like the uh, the, 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 the the comments uh, from certain quarters that like leftist women are doing it uh, for attention from boys, yeah, basically, right, yeah. to be sexy. We were like... Uh, I believe my comment on that was uh, if you're a, a leftist woman looking for leftist guys, the odds are good, but the goods are odd. So <laughs> yeah, it just yeah. would seem a, a, a contrary, a bad strategy. But um, yeah, no, we're sexy though. I yeah, think we're, we're, hot, we're yeah. obviously. We're it's about the best you're going to get. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of people want Jacob to come back on the show, just sort of a. Uh, a he common, will. He will. Yeah, the yeah, book yeah. comes out. Common thread. In March. Um, is the gorilla mindset a pre existing condition? <laughs> yes, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, we touched Trump on care. That. Yeah. Well, that that's a good question because if it is, that means that it can't be taught, 
Yeah. And Cernovich uh, is a fraud. Yeah, which yeah, I yeah. can't countenance that being the case. What? I mean, no, no. Dude, no way. That one of the most honest people in show business. All he does is tell the truth. Yeah. Why would anyone hate someone who tells the truth? There's no reason to. Dude. All he does is tell the truth. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe it's like syphilis because yeah. you can get syphilis from your parents if you ha- if like your mom has syphilis and it gives birth to you, you can have syphilis. That Actually, way. I think it's like being a wizard. Mm. Mm. Like you get contacted at the age of eleven. <laughs> <laughs> by a guy who receives alimony. <laughs> uh, Matt, this one's for you. It's it's a history question. Um, if Kushbaum could join any faction of the French resistance, who would he follow? Uh, like during World War II? I'm I assuming. suppose they're talking about World War II. I don't know if that's your specialty. Uh, not really, but I mean, like, I guess you got to go with the... Mo- I, I mean, to be honest, I just... I would prefer to be hanging out, like, in with Sartre, like mm. putting out or a Camus putting out the newspaper, mm. the Liberatior, I think it was. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna answer that question. I don't want to get my I don't want to get my face caved in by Klaus Barbie. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm gonna answer that question as the resistance, just you know, general term, and I would definitely be the uh, OAS guys who tried to kill the Gaul. Who are gonna be in charge of the government next year? <laughs> yeah. Actually, actually, uh, both you guys are wrong, and the best people you could be with were. 100% real unit from World War II. They're called the Expendables. <laughs> Le, les Expendables. Uh, this one's more of a comment. Will's ass. Uh, oh, yeah? That's all they have to say. Felix, how did you like living in St. Paul? Uh, Minnesota is kind of a bullshit place to live if you didn't grow up there because um, if you look at the Northern European school, they can only be friends with people that they've known since childhood. <laughs> Right. So, in a beautiful place, though. Uh, we have a lot of people asking this quite often, and I can't find the exact question now, but it was basically, um, oh, here it is. What sort of books do you recommend f- uh, for people trying to understand how neoliberalism um, rose and fell, and also which one of you fucks the most? Let's take like the first part. First. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like... I- I always like yeah like when when people ask me these questions for like recommendations for books about like socialism or political economy like I always feel out of my depth I always I'm much more confident recommending fiction that I think sort of uh, helps sort of paint a portrait or like understanding of, of current conditions I mean did you guys have any like ideas yeah hell yeah dude if you want to understand the current age two words 1984 uh, <laughs> Animal Farm yeah. yeah there's a book The Matrix there's a book called Fight Club <laughs> There's a book called Neoliberalism, A Very Short Introduction uh, by Manfred Steger that I've heard very good things about. Uh, so that would be one to check I out. Just read, uh, I just read uh, Thomas Frank's book, his new one. I think if you're oh, looking yeah. to turn people on to you know, a different way of thinking about the Democratic Party and about what left means and about the limits of liberalism, that was a pretty good one. I mean, it's, it just came out. It's not like a classic yet. Actually, I think like a good topic for a future show would just be what is neoliberalism because it's yeah, a word that's yeah, very yeah. porous it's mm-hmm. a very kind of uh vaporous you know it, i think it, it's become sort of like fascism i mean i don't I mean like in a glib way like to mean a certain for to a certain kind of person that person being me uh things that i don't like mm-hmm. about contemporary politics but there i think there is i think it is a useful concept and i think it oh, requires further uh explication so i think we should possibly do a show uh, at a future date, about just what is neoliberalism, like what defines it, what's the history of it, um, and if anyone else uh, has has book recommendations on this, please feel free to share. Uh, to the second part of the question, who, which one of us fucks the most? This is a complicated question. Mm. Uh, I of course fuck on the reg, but um, in the context of a long term committed relationship, which I don't think counts. Yeah, no. So. I mean, I don't know. I'm, 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 so I'm knocking myself out of the running. Yeah, of, same that here. That leaves you out yeah. too, Matt. Yeah. So it's down which to which makes it a, a competition between Felix yeah. and I, which I don't feel comfortable with. No, I mean, like, I mean, we also cultural differences. We do mm-hmm. it differently. Like, I don't fuck for seven years straight. Then for a two month period, I just go crazy. You're like a Vulcan. Yeah, Vulcan. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. Whereas with the you, logic you, as well. Let's see. Uh, we're near the end of the wire here. Um, I'll just check up on a. A live one coming up. Oh, here's an interesting one. What would America look like under Chapo rule? And I assume they mean us, not the uh, drug lord. Yeah, you, <laughs> yo, okay, okay. Who here has seen the movie Equilibrium? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have no other answer. That's perfect. Gun kata. Yeah. <laughs> um, will be ruled by a class of warrior priests and their gun kata yeah. style. Talk about utopia. Yeah. Yeah. All emotions are banished. Yep. Definitely. 
Well, here here's a question that actually uh, touches on the episode we recorded and lost yesterday, but uh-huh. might uh, tease them okay. uh, about when we go back to it. Uh, your answer might tease them. I know you guys aren't fans of comparing politics to pop culture, um, like Game of Thrones mm-hmm. think pieces, but Peter Thiel recently said Star Trek was communist, and I've always felt that it was a blueprint for what a post-capitalist, post-scarcity society would look like. Maybe this oh, is God. Maybe we, this yeah, is no, Peter. Dude, yeah, this is probably. Yeah, we talked to him for an hour about this yesterday. Yeah. Okay, but we'll do it again, and we'll do it better. It's, and here's a little, you know, it's lost like tears in the rain. Here's what I want to respond to, though: that we uh, we're not fans of comparing politics to pop culture. I think that's at least. Speaking for me, a slight misnomer. I actually do like comparing politics. Yeah, to we politics. do it, we all, do the it all the time. And do it all the time. The, my problem is, like, with, like for instance, the liberals doing it. It's not so much that they're comparing politics to pop culture. It's that their taste is so fucking bad, and yeah. it's all books for fucking babies. Like that. That's what disturbs me. That that betrays their complete their completely childish understanding of politics and morality. It's simply good or bad, and the highest the big the highest level of moral complexity is Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's the thing. It, pop culture can is useful to the degree that it illuminates a reality. Like you can say this thing in this piece of art can be reflected and equals this thing in the real world and that makes it easier to kind of see and get your head around what they do is create a fantasy world where they're literally wizards fighting against the bad guys by the way uh, i hope everyone reads my piece that's coming out next week uh it's called uh, 11 reasons you know you're living in a robocop and starship troopers is that is that real no. Okay. Well, I thought I thought you said you were working on something, and I uh, I'm not, I don't work on shit. That's right. Uh, let's, uh, one more. Let's look for one more. One more question. Uh, someone says, "Bring Amber back." That's rude. Um, she's in England. Okay. She's yeah. in England. Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Howard Stern's penis. <laughs> um, a lot of questions about who fucks most. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Is wow. I, 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 just saw, I just saw Jeez. another what one. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Well, I'm glad we answered it. Yeah, we did answer it. Yeah, we put that Not to really. bed. Not really. We didn't. A lot of questions about Peter um, <clears throat> about Felix's uh, workouts, which I'm not going to dignify. <laughs> Pathetic. Um... Well, here's one that we might as well go out on. Um... My wife doesn't like the show. How should I make her like it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that works. Well, she owes you sex, and she owes us listens. Yeah. That's all I know. Buddy, you have, to, you, you have to be the leader of your household. You have to wear the pants. You have to dictate the rules about what goes and what doesn't in your man cave. Bacon for breakfast every day. Uh, farting aloud. <laughs> Only sports. No chick flicks. Chapo <laughs> podcast is the only thing we listen to in the car. Every day is steak and a blowjob day. Yeah. Yeah. Steak and a blowjob yeah. and Chapo. Yeah. Watch uh, the series uh, Life of a Mind of a Married Man. Yes. Uh, that's yes, a good, by that's my, a good. By, Yes. And, and the movie Rain Over Me. She was perfect. She never, she never said she didn't like Chapo. <laughs> she would let me listen to the podcast. We had a premium. I would want to. She would always laugh at the podcast boys. <laughs> they also died in 9-11. <laughs> they died in the towers. I saw it on TV. <laughs> Shut up. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Only uh, love can set me free. That's good. That's yeah, good. I, okay. I, well, That's I a good way we, to go uh, out. We should do uh, more episodes with just yeah. us three. Yeah, we should do at least like one or two. Dude, uh, fuck guests. Uh, fuck Virgil and Amber. <laughs> we fired <laughs> yeah, fi- You're fired. We're done. Oh, and the t-shirts have been shipped today. Yeah, Everyone if you ordered a t-shirt it. from us a month ago, chances are you'll get it next month. Actually, the other guys did it. I was at the gym today. <laughs> Felix said shit. Uh, oh, actually, actually, super uh, genuine uh, thank you to Tim Faust for helping us. Oh, my God. We yeah, could he's not a lifesaver. Uh, literally, the only thing we did without Tim was print the label that said Will's ass. <laughs> <laughs> and put it, put it on his ass. <laughs>
Oh!